Hello listeners, and welcome to Retrospective Replay Episode 6, a serialised podcast taking a deep dive into video games. This is Season 3, Dino Crisis. My name is Ian, and with me tonight is Michael. Hey, Michael. Hello, Ian. So, yeah, how's your week been? Uh, it's Monday, so... Oh, well, you know, as always, how's the week been between, oh, between... the recording sessions? Yeah, it was all right, I suppose. Um, went to a beer festival. Um, mm-hmm. Had blue beer. I've never had blue beer before. That was mm-hmm. interesting. Um, nice. But, yeah, not, nothing overly exciting. I'm feeling a little bit sick today, not from alcohol or anything, just a slight upset stomach, but not COVID, so... And yeah, and the show must go on. Well, yeah, the show must go on unless, <laughs> unless, uh, yeah, I don't know, I, unless I can't speak, I suppose. You, yeah, you I guess so. It, yeah, or play games, you know. But a lot <laughs> yeah, of people break both, break both your hands and yeah, a lot of people will know like would have been sick off school and stuff before they've played. They've still been able to play video games, so I'm sure if you're sick, you can always get yourself up to play something. Right, so a couple of things to mention. Obviously, socials, Twitter, at Retro Replay Pod, Facebook, Retrospective Replay Podcast, Gmail, Retrospective Replay at gmail.com. And I've not pushed it for a while, so I'll just mention the Discord again. I think we had Rick join. Not obviously a lot of conversation with just three of us in there, but, um, you know, follow the Linktree link off whatever Twitter profile, um, even Facebook, and then, you know, join if you want. No, no pressure. Some patch notes as well so friend of the show ben robinson on twitter at bullet and ben he sent a couple of things in um because we're all, we're about two weeks ahead of the actual release you know he talked us about the films on twitter about um was it the land before time and what was what did you call it the land of time forgot land time forgot so we covered them last week obviously but he was mentioned mandela syndrome and this is what you are trying to remember you know when people think the pringles guy has glasses and he doesn't and apparently it's to do with People think that Nelson Mandela died in prison and he didn't. I mean, I know he didn't. I, I didn't realize this was a thing. It was called Mandela Syndrome. Huh? I didn't know that's where that came from. Apparently. Who thinks that Nelson... But he cut out... That is... I don't know anyone who thinks that Nelson Mandela died in prison. Let me just verify this, right? Uh... It's the Mandela effect. I don't think it's anything to do with Nelson Mandela. Sorry, yeah. Mandela effect, yeah. A phenomenon in which a person or group of people have false or distorted memories. I could have sworn I read when I when he told me the Mandela Effect, not syndrome. That would mean it was like an illness, wouldn't it? Uh, that some people thought it was to do with Nancy Mandela dying in prison. But I can't seem to find the same thing. Maybe. I can't find the same uh, article now that I read. Oh, in 2010, this shared false memory phenomenon was dubbed a Mandela Effect by self-described paranormal consultant Fiona Broom in reference to her false memory of the death of South African anti-apartheid leader Nelson Mandela in prison in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. So it is. It is to do with that. People think that... It was only her. Oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> She's thought that. Anyway. Yeah. But it's stuck, anyhow. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, the Mandela effect. I'd heard of that before. So, anyway, yeah. Thanks for that, Ben. It's always good to have someone chip in on the patch notes. We really do like that. So on to this week's episode. Um... We saved at the save room, didn't we, when we were just after we spoke to the helicopter pilot? Yes. So the last 
instruction was from Rick, and he said, get to the heliport. And we were, we went through the safe room, so whatever safe room you want, but obviously the, the management office is yeah. probably the closest one. We resume in the management office on the corridor, wherever it starts you, I can't remember now. The music, get to the heliport, is playing. So obviously we need to go through the main entrance to get there. However, I kind of... I didn't know if I'd be back, so I spent a bit of time running around collecting ammo that I'd left here and there because obviously I've kept saying I couldn't fit that in my inventory, couldn't fit this in my inventory. So I collected a few things and filled up my red boxes. Okay. Did you just go straight for the... I just went straight to the main entrance. Right. So we go through the main entrance to the front of the main entrance where we were previously and we thought we were going to get attacked the first time we were there. So this time we get a small cutscene. As Regina steps outside, she sees a flying dino. It circles and then lands... It's green. Is it? Yes. I didn't realise. Because some of them are brown on there. I think there's a few different colours for the dinos, which just keeps the game a bit um, Yeah, this a was a interesting. bigger one. It was a pterodactyl or pterodon, whatever. We won't get split hairs on that. But, <laughs> but yeah, maybe there's a pterodon. Maybe a pterodactyl has a longer face. Anyway, yeah, it's a big green one. Yeah, so it lands, then it spots Regina. As it spots her, it takes flight again, and a second one joins, and they just kind of circle the area. And really, it's just the easiest thing is to run. Just run towards the door. Yeah. And then open the big door that we couldn't previously, and that takes us to the passageway to the heliport. I didn't get there. I got knocked down by one of them Did at you? the door before I could open it, and then they lifted one of them lifted me up and dropped me down. Right. Did you have to heal? No, you just go in the door, and then you can heal yourself afterwards. All right. That's all right. So this area, it's kind of like a passageway, isn't it? But... It's, if you can think of it as three sides of a square, so it's quite tall and it's made of concrete. So you're kind of like channeled in, aren't you? And it's quite narrow. Yeah. And then above, there's like a chain link fence that surrounds it. But straight away, as we get through the door, we hear a raptor. And then as we walk forward, it jumps down from above, knocking down the chain link fence. And it jumps down what? How, how tall do you say that is? 10, 12 feet? Yeah, probably. And it attacks you, obviously. Um, I didn't struggle with it. Well, you know, I mean, it's only a raptor, right? So I just shot it. Pistol, I think. I think I just ran past it. Yeah. And then you make your way to the end of that section, turn left. And then the camera changes and it does that chase cam again, which is, I really love that camera. I think this game would really lend itself to a, uh, like a fixed third person camera. It would probably make it, make it really cool. Yeah, so... Yeah. Especially if they ever did a remake of it. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of remakes, well, they're not uh-huh. making remakes. They're doing a re-release of three Grand Theft Auto games next month, isn't it? Yeah. Remasters. And aren't they doing a remaster of Snake Eater? Is that true? Metal Gear Solid? I don't know. I think they should make the first Metal Gear Solid remake that. Yeah, probably. See, we got to Metal Gear Solid. It's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> like Not just Twin Snakes, but a proper Metal Gear Solid remake would be nice. Yeah. Anyway... Sorry, you were saying. Anyway, yeah, so a second dino basically does the same thing. Jumps down, take it out, no problem. And then you just keep on running, and you run right and right again, and then we'll find two doors. One's locked, and it has a pass sign next to it saying, Passageway to the heliport, emergency use only. So there's only one more door you can go in. You're forced into it, and it's called a hangar. So you go through the door, and in front of us, there's a ladder. And if you climb this, you can run along sort of the top way of the hangar and it shows you the, like the passageway of the puzzle that you need to do. So it's a pretty simple one and it's pushing three boxes out the way, don't you? You push a couple of boxes and it clears a path. But the boxes are massive, like ridiculously big. Regina yeah. is clearly superhuman. 
Did you walk all the way down to the end first? I think there's some bullets down there. Yeah, grenade there is. Bullets. I went all the way to the end first, and there was some grenade rounds yeah. at the end, but I couldn't fit them in my inventory. So I had to run all the way back to a red box, because I thought, I'm not leaving grenade bullets, and dump them in the box. I've not even used the grenade launcher yet, to be honest, and I've got loads of bullets for it now. There is a lo- There are signs in that hangar as well, though, like to the heliport. There's a big white yeah. arrow. So we go through the hangar, and as we get to the end, we get some CGI. So it's the first time I've seen CGI on the game since the um, the intro, isn't it? Yeah. So Regina comes running out of the hangar across the heliport. Rick and Dr. Kirk are waiting there for us. Rick turns to Regina and asks if she's okay. Regina ignores the question, but then asks about Gail's whereabouts. Rick says he doesn't know and he hasn't heard a word. He doesn't really seem too concerned, does he? Well, he's like, I haven't heard from him. And then he's like, what's he doing? So yeah. it's more interesting what's he doing, but I don't Yeah, think. well, it is a bit funny, the fact that he's doing some stuff. As he says this, a helicopter can be heard approaching and then we see the searchlight that looks around for them. As it turns up, Rick says finally that it's here and then adds that he has a really bad feeling about this mission. However, all things considered, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, this is a typical um, movie kind of thing. It's like, oh, I had a really bad feeling about this, but it's all okay now. And then, you know, well, he had to say that, didn't he? I thought he was going to get eaten by a dinosaur at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Not far off, I guess, because then Regina notices some birds take off behind her. And she says this is odd and something that spooked the animals, which I think is a bit funny. You know, I don't think in this scenario now you'd go, oh, that's a little bit strange. Would you not automatically be thinking, uh-oh? Yeah, she's been she's seen a Tyrannosaurus Rex twice. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's odd. Those animals were spooked. I wonder what that yeah. could be. Come off it. It's like those 100 and whatever IQ guys in Metal Gear Solid. This is starting to get a bit silly now. Especially because then the ground starts to shake, yeah. which causes the lights to go off, and the T-Rex then comes crashing through the wall, and it roars, and then it makes a beeline straight for the helicopter that's come in. So it, like, headbutts the helicopter, and then grabs the tail, like the rotor tail, in its jaws, and then throws it, at all the people. I don't know whether it does that on purpose. I'm assuming it's not a super intelligent uh, that helicopter. Yeah, that helicopter fly- guy flying the helicopter was a bit slow as well. He just stays hovered down low, when, even when the T-Rex comes in and he's like, what the hell is that? And then next thing, yeah. the thing gets him. It, and its blades are spinning really fast still, and I'm thinking there's no way the T-Rex could have thrown that helicopter without getting its head chopped off. Anyway, we have to just put our you know realism aside, and it's for the purposes of storytelling. That's exactly what it is. The helicopter hits the ground and explodes. And amidst the confusion, you can see Dr. Kirk escaping out of the corner of the frame. And he runs away. Rick then shouts after him, but obviously doesn't chase him because of all the chaos. And then, almost like it was holding a grudge, the T-Rex focuses directly on Regina and chases after her. She turns around to face it. The T-Rex roars once more and it fades to black. The music hang in there starts to play. The game fades back in and we're under control of Regina again. But all you can see right now is Regina and the hangar behind her because of the camera angle. When you move forward, you then see that we are face to face with the T-Rex. So there's there's a helicopter in the middle of the of the heliport of the grounds, and really all we did was run around. Did you try to shoot it at all actually? Um, no, I first tried to run over to the lift door, but when you go over there, Rick's like Hang on in there. I just need a little more time. So it's like, well, cheers. So then you just run around in circles. Then I tried to shoot it with the grenade gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's stupid because then it knocks you over. So what you do is right. you got to just keep running around. 
yeah, that's all I did. There's a couple of items around, a couple of human stats, if you can fit them in your inventory. If you're like me, you're running like 90% inventory full at all times, and I'm not sure. I'm not particularly sure why I do that, because it's silly. So like you say, Rick was repairing, and then eventually he shoots a shot off at the T-Rex. He shouts at Regina for it to come over. So we run over, enter the lift, and this is liaison elevator number two. Liaison. Straight into a liaison. Liaison elevator number two. Like yeah. dangerous liaisons. Like what, sorry? Dangerous liaisons. Isn't that a movie? I don't know. Isn't that where Sharon... Is that one with Sharon Stone in it? Or is it dangerous liaisons? Maybe it's not. It's something else. There's a famous film called Deadly Liaisons. Is it Deadly Liaisons? Dangerous Liaisons is a 1988 American periodic romantic drama film. What the hell? Glenn Close, John Malkovich, Michelle Pfeiffer. You don't think the Basic Instinct? I, I would think of Basic Instinct, but Dangerous Liaisons is the movie. Right. Yeah. It's got a lot of actors in it. Keanu Reeves is in it as well. And, um, yeah. Uma Thurman and loads of Anyway. Well, out of interest, what's its IMDb rating? Uh, I will check that now. IMDb. I thought you'd be on there if you're looking at at the film. That was all. Now I Google it. It gets an IMDb rating of seven point six. That's really good. Sounds like a worthwhile watch. And there's been sixty-seven thousand reviews. So back to the dangerous liaisons, liaisons, dangerous liaisons, whatever. Elevator two. So we're straight into a cutscene, and the lift is moving down. Then Rick and Regina start talking. Rick tells Regina they are screwed due to the chopper being destroyed and asks her how they will get out of there. Regina tells him to calm down and they'll find another way of escaping. As Rick is teasing Regina for being too positive, the lift malfunctions and then crashes to a stop. Rick tries the controls and says the elevator is shot and they'll need to find another way. Luckily, it seems to have stopped on a floor so they can just walk straight off it and out. Regina follows him, and we end up in the underground passageway to the facility. Regina emerges on the other side of the door. The music underpass starts to play. The camera is looking at Regina, and we can't see what's ahead. So at this point, every time I get one of these camera views, do you, like, cautiously walk forward, or do you just run for it? No, I cautiously run forward with your gun aimed. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I do. So as we get to the end of the very first corridor here, we get a very small little cutscene... The ground starts to shake and there's some rubble piled at the end of the corridor. It starts to move and fall a bit. Then, all of a sudden, loads of combies start jumping out and give us chase to Regina. So I suppose you've got two options, really. You can either try and kill them, but there's good eight to ten combies and they do take up a bullet each and it's probably not worth it, so I just ran past them. Yeah, just run. So did you go left straight away down the little alley, little side passage? Um, yeah, I got to the materials room. Is that down there? Yeah, so you go left down the side passage in the materials room. And it's a small room with some metal shelving. And we can hear compies eating, but we can't see them. And when you move around the shelving, there's a dead body in the floor. Did you notice anything about that dead body straight away? Uh, you had a memo on it? What it else? looked like Tom, because it was lying there with an Uzi and everything. Oh, okay. Was it just the same asset as Tom? I'm not sure, but it looked a lot like it. Oh, Maybe. So next one is a key card, and it's the CO pass card, so you need to pick that up because you'll be needing it. And when you inspect the body, it reveals a memo, and the memo says, Where the heck did these monsters come from? I managed to slip away, but I've been cornered here in the basement ever since. The only way I can get out is through the port on level B3. 
I should be able to find a boat or something used to transport research materials. The only problem is getting there in one place. One piece. In one piece, yes. I, I do not find this very helpful that these guys, they're running for their lives and they have time to write memos. Yeah, that's quite good. <laughs> Note to self, I'm going to die. I better write a memo. <laughs> I'm not sure why you would write a memo when that's happening. It's kind of like Resident Evil though, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know what would make more sense if they had like, I don't know, like little handheld transcription recorders with them and they could maybe make voice memos. Would that make more sense? Like the Blair Witch Project. I've never seen it. Okay. But I understand it was a... Well, yeah. I mean, what were they using there, though? They were using the... the, You mean using the video video camera? Yeah, handheld camera. So if you had like a little personal dictaphone, could have talked into that and we could have just picked up voice memos. Mm. The body has also got an anaesthetic aid on it. However, I've got loads of them. I never use them. So once you're back in control, I just ran from the compies again. I'm not wasting the ammo. It's not worth it. Back into the passageway. And if you didn't kill the compies the first time, they'd be waiting outside the door for you. But again, you can just run past them. I've not been hit by one yet. No. Come out the side passage, turn left, go through the door into the liaison elevator number one. In here, we find Rick working on it. And Regina asks him if he's done yet. He tells her, of course, and hits the button, and the lift moves up. As it's moving, Regina tells Rick that she thinks she's found a way out. And he says, right on, let's hear it. But then they just stand in silence, don't they, until the elevator gets to the top for like five seconds. Yeah. Once it gets to the top, the pair step out, and they are back at the top of the large size elevator. Rick says, they're here again, and now what they're going to do? Regina tells him that they should be able to get to the underground port and she adds that they need to hurry because she's worried about Gale. Rick then doesn't seem bothered about him, does he? He doesn't really seem to really care, but however, he says, like, fine, and they should move out. Yeah. They run to the large-size elevator, hit some buttons, and move down. She didn't hit, didn't hit many too many buttons this time, though. Remember the first time she used it, she, like, programmed the thing like it was Tetris. Yeah. As they move down in the lift, the power goes off. Regina asks what's happened, and Rick says it must have blown a fuse. The emergency power seems to come on because the lights are dimmer and more yellow. As the lift resumes travelling, the radio beeps. It's Gail, and he asks what's going on as the power went off. Regina is shocked to hear Gail's voice and asks him who's on floor B3. He says yes and then orders her to get the power online. He's a bit of a... He's a bit harsh at this point, isn't he? He's just like, yeah, get the power back. Yeah, I think he's surprised that she knows where he is and stuff like that. Yeah, so do I. But, But I don't understand why... He rang them at that point because he didn't know if they were on B3, surely. Unless he can see them. Mm. I don't know. It's suspicious. Because he rang her, so. Rick then also gets on the radio and tells Gail there's a port nearby, so there must be a ship there they can use. He says, copy, and then leave Kirk to him. Right, so this, this is what bugs me a bit. How does he know what happened to Kirk? The last he knew, right, Kirk was with Rick. Yeah. And then we see them at the heliport, helicopter crashes, Kirk escapes during the explosion. So how does Gale know about Kirk? Is it another oversight? Is it something else? I don't know, because there is no way that he can know that. He tells them to get the power on and, and secure the escape route and then leave Kirk to them. Yeah. Also, how does he know that they needed a different escape? Why didn't he... Did he ask about the helicopter? No, he didn't. That's the thing. He didn't even mention the helicopter. No. And if he's on the third floor basement... I doubt he would have heard that helicopter crash. Yeah, and what was he doing all the way down there? Why wasn't he going up to the heliport? So that's, it's really odd. He's definitely evil. I'm, I'm sticking with the fact that he's the bad guy. So as the lift reaches the bottom, they move out through the giant roller door shutter into the carrying out room B3. 
the music dark and deserted starts to play. Regina steps forward and looks around, and once again we're in a massive warehouse. She turns and walks over to Rick. He's found a battery power bank, like the ones we've seen, what now, two or three times? Yeah. And then he tells Regina that the battery is dead. But it's not just dead, is it? It's like kinked over 90 degrees. Yeah, it's, it's like somebody broke it. Or, or bent it on purpose. Yeah, like Gale. Well, maybe it's not Gale. Maybe it's a dancer. Maybe. Well, it's either Kirk or Gale. And then the camera switches and shows us the white battery that's been bent. So now we're back in control. There's a couple of items. I think there's an anesthetic aid in here. And some grenade bullets, but again, I couldn't get them because my inventory was full. There's a couple of doors. One of them says the door will not move because the power is off. And then there's a roller shutter door which has been bashed in from the other side. And that text reads, Something extraordinary powerful smashed into the shutter from the other side. There might have been an explosion since it smells of gasoline. So there's one more door you can go into, which takes us through into the backup generator room B3. Now I thought this was a pretty cool looking room. All the silver panels everywhere oh, look something yeah, yeah. a bit like a doom. Yeah. As you go around the corner, we see another familiar battery storage. Uh, you can interact with it, but you're given the message. You will need a key card that is level C or higher to operate this device. Will you remove the battery? So I assume that's the C or key card we picked up from the guy in the the materials room. Yeah, from Tom Tom's twin. Tom's twin. So you take it, and then as you go back out, I think I spotted a shelf. So I moved the shelf. Did you see that one? Yeah. Do you you can you, there's some switches on the wall as well. You can move around the batteries, can't you? I didn't do anything with it. I just took out the battery and I noticed the switches after I'd taken it out. I didn't didn't press them because I just took the um I just took the battery out as you said because the white battery is there on the right. So just took it straight away. Yeah, I took it straight away. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure why the switches were there, but I mean the other switches don't. Do. Can't imagine you can operate them. It'll probably just not, say yeah. like. You know, I'll probably say something. See if I can go back there and try it out. Because I'm not far from there anyway, I don't think. When you leave with the battery, you go up to Rick and talk to him. And he says, perfect, it's all we need to restore power. He puts in the battery and the generator starts up. The lights come back on in the warehouse. He turns to Regina and tells her he'll handle the security system, but she needs to handle the escape route. Regina nods and he runs off. But how does he know where he's going? Because he just runs straight to where he needs to be. I mean, again... How, how exactly i was like where is he going yeah exactly i know it's just kind of a it's just the way the game is because you know if you start fumbling around for 10 minutes or oh, i'll try and find the security room but it just seems a bit weird because how a how does he know there's a security room there and then b where does he know how does he know where the security room is but i suppose if he said oh i'll have a look around but i don't know maybe it would have been quite cool just to have him follow you because that's literally the only door you can go through so if mm-hmm. he had followed you and then went in there and went like, oh, security room, right, I'll take care of this. That might just be a bit more sensible. Yeah, well, what can you do? So there's a couple of other doors anyway, but you can't go into any of them because it says now you need the CO key to access the area. So the only way to go is to follow Rick into the control room B3. Once again, Rick is typing at the console and we hear the music set you at ease again. He's typing away very much on that console. He's going to hell yeah. for a letter. He does, he really does. I notice straight away there's a red and yellow box on the wall, but I don't have enough plugs to open either of them. I'm just concentrating on red boxes now, though. I think they're the most common box in the game. Yeah. Then right in front of us, there's a B3 crane card number two on the first console. And then as you walk around the corner next to Rick, there's card number one. If you talk to him, he says he's reached the system's core, adding that the security protocols are brutal 
and he calls the system worthwhile of his talents. But it really reminds me of Die Hard. You know, the guy hacking the computer on Die Hard trying to open the, the lock, the, like, the safe locks. Yeah. Although, I mean, this guy, I don't know if he really knows what he's doing at all. Because he was on about, I met, got to the mother load of the system and now I'm at the core of the system. I was like, what's he doing? I was <laughs> <laughs> just saying random into hacker words. Yeah, hacker man. Yeah. I noticed a shelf, but I didn't do this one. Did you do that shelf? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I did, but I think there was just something there that I couldn't pick up. Ah, right. So there's only one more door to go through now. And when we go through there, it asks us to save. And obviously we save it, and that's where we stop for today. There was something. I found somebody. I found a memo. There was a memo in the room. Oh, I didn't spot the memo. Yeah, there was a memo, and it was memo for the attention of Alan. Um, There's a weapon container that needs moving. Uh, Go and fix the crane maintenance before... I think the end of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it says, I will hand you a DDK to enter the port. Keep it on you at all times. And right. we see Alan later. Or yeah. we have seen him. <laughs> or half of Alan. So yeah, there's a memo in there that, that mentions Alan. Uh, so you didn't know that guy who was in the next room that we're going to be going to. He was Alan. You never heard no. his story, there you go. Poor no, man. I didn't hear his story. So he's a crane maintenance guy, is he? Yeah, crane maintenance guy. Who They seem to be maintenance guys and scientists, or they all dress the same. Or he had to go do some maintenance on the crane. So yeah, he and the guy said, you know, um, fix the crane and, and keep this DDK card on you. Yeah, well, so how do you find that section of the game then? That was It was actually, we covered probably what is a fairly short section, to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, it was all right. I mean, you can run past a lot of dinosaurs that... Big T-Rex, I, I mean, uh, you've never had the opportunity to kill the T-Rex. You've always just kind of had to get away from it, really. I don't think you'll ever get the opportunity to kill it, to be honest. Why? But I just don't think it will. I don't know. Well, how can you leave the T-Rex? Maybe it'll go back through a portal. I don't know, maybe. Or you just, maybe you just get off the island away from it. You, we might see it again. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, no, it's good. There has to be like a final encounter of the game, right? And it, it must be the T-Rex. I'm just not sure if it'll die. You know, maybe there'll be a set piece to kill it or something. Maybe the T-Rex will eat Gale. That's what I'm going to say. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. That's what you'd like to happen. Unless Gale isn't. Maybe he's just a hard ass and he's not evil at all. We'll hopefully find out in the next two weeks what's going to happen to him. So do you have a dinosaur fact for us? I have two dinosaur facts. Two? You say you're really spoiling us with these dinosaur facts. Do you know the movie Jurassic Park? I I know of it. And there was a big T-Rex in it. Yeah. Well, the T-Rex didn't live during the Jurassic period. It lived millions of years later during the Crustaceous period, which was about 85 to 65 million years ago. So it didn't live in the Jurassic period. So Jurassic Park is a lie or false advertising. So when people (laughs) went to Jurassic Park and they saw a T-Rex, it was the wrong period. Another fact about dinosaur brains. So the Stegosaurus, which is quite a large dinosaur, um, Mm -hmm. it had a very low brain to body mass so it weighed about five tons which is heavier than a car um but they had a brain that was about the size of two walnuts so if that was the same for humans your brain would be smaller than half a pea right yeah so that's why stegosauruses were very didn't move very fast and also probably had very limited brain capacity i was going to say some had two brains didn't they yeah Wait, wasn't there a movie called A Man With Two Brains? I think it was like a brontosaurus has had like a brain on its lower back or something because otherwise the signals, it's not like a proper brain, 
but I think it was just for pain response because mm. it was so large that the pain response couldn't get to the brain and back in time. It's a bit funny how the dinosaurs are getting this far down, considering the B3 basement. I mean, there might be an explanation. I mean, all the security doors and stuff. How did they get through those? Where are they getting the key cards with fingerprints? It's not like they've broken down the doors because the doors are locked after them. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. Maybe they teleport in. Do you think they'll ever explain that? I don't know. It just it, It's just it's like Resident Evil again, though, isn't it? Where you go through the depths of whatever and then you find a zombie like way in the depths of this building and you think, oh, maybe that's a bit far for a zombie to get into, but maybe not. Especially when it's a lone zombie. There's something from The Simpsons. It's like the donkey who had a something. Nobody knows how he got it and how he got there. I don't know what that saying is. Troy McClure. Is it Troy McClure? Like, it's, it's, it's Troy McClure. It is the monorail episode. It's like a donkey with a spinning wheel. Nobody knows why he's got it and damned knows if he knows how to use it. There you go. That's it. Some, something <laughs> like that. Do we now need to sing monorail? Yes. You can put in a monorail. Maybe there's a monorail. Is there any games that have a monorail in it? I'm sure one of the um, GTAs have a monorail. I think San, have, and then, San Andreas hmm. or the second one. What was the second one? The first 3D Vice kind City? of one. Vice City, I think, has a monorail. I'm sure there'll be like a city building game that'll have a monorail on it, probably. Anyone who's listening to the podcast, if you can tell us or message us with any games that you know that have monorails let us know sim city probably has a monorail anyway yeah 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 management games what we do but yeah anyway you know thanks very much for listening once again we'll talk to you next week